Well, hello there, Jim. How are you this week? I'm excellent this week. You know, it's been a busy week, Alex. It, it has indeed, Jim. I, my, 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 my cup overfloweth. No kidding. Don't drink that water, though. <laughs> <laughs> you will feel like you just won first prize, which was a holiday in Mexico. <laughs> uh, Giardia for everyone. Yeah. Arriba! <laughs> now we have reached new lows, new lows. Yes, I think that is MWMB's very first fart joke and it came out of my mouth. I'm so incredibly sorry. Oh, and here we, we were going to do something legitimate this week. Well, we ruined that. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, and right after we we picked up one new fan last week, um, you know. So shout out to uh, shout out to Christy and her husband. Thank you for listening to us last week. Hopefully you catch us again this week. Uh, you know. So there's two more crazy people in the world who actually bothered to listen to the show, and uh, you know, look, Olay, yeah, Olay, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a salute, we could have a mariachi band and an Olay. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bunch of guys up there in a, like a jug band. Anyway, because that is that that is exactly what I think of the news these days. Oh, oh let's just get to oh, it. Roll the, roll, the, roll the credits. Yeah, and here comes the music. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 40, 40, no, 41, let's see, 41 of MWMB, that's middle-aged white men bitching about everything, about everything. I am Alex Jeffries, although that's not really my name, but you know, screw you. Anyway, if if you can't figure it out, you're no spy. I knew James Bond, Mr. Quayle, and you, sir, are no James Bond. Anyway, I'm Alex Jeffries. Oh, half our listeners are not even old enough to remember that. <laughs> I am a reinvigorated liberal this week. I really am. I got to tell you, although not really. Anyway, you seen the light? You seen the light, Alex? Are you back on the course? <laughs> yeah. Can we cue the train whistle? <laughs> The train of coming. <laughs> anyway, and across the aisle from me, more conservative than the rubble at the bottom of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your friend, not mine. Oh, oh, that's not fair. My good friend uh, across the aisle, Jim. All right, well, that's enough uh, of that. We got a lot. Yeah, enough of that is stuff. Yeah, man, now we sound important. Yeah, so, okay. I know, I know you got a lot of stuff here, Alex, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you all but one today. Okay, well, I got to tell you, Jim, the, the problem with Facebook is, is that now they have this little application where you can actually save a story. So every time something comes by, I save it, and, and I, I, I looked last night when I knew we had a show today. 3,221 <laughs> saved stories. Exactly. <laughs> And all of them are about John Bonner. No. <laughs> Very few of them are about John Bonner. This started off as a political podcast, and I suppose that it's hard. It still is. But well, there's, just so much, there's just so much crazy in the world that it's hard to limit yourself to politics. But we will go back to our roots this week a little bit. Um, did you 
up there in your Canadian Erie, did you, in your fortress of Canadian solitude, did you actually hear the State of the Union, or do you not do that now that you're an expert? Uh, well, you know, I, I got to be honest with you, I didn't watch it when I lived there. <laughs> and I vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, I I, actually I, I did see most of it, but it was played up here because uh, we're very concerned about what uh, Canada's pants are doing. <laughs> Canada's pants. Yeah, that'd be the United States. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. I totally got it. And I suppose if we're looking at a map of the world, we're actually looking at a view of the back, which would make us Canada. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it first here, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't by me. Well, dear Mr. Canadian expatriate, as far as, can, as far as this American is concerned, you can march up to the North Pole and sit on it. Anyway, it's too, um, too late. Putin, Putin already put a flag there. Oh, God. Oh, we'll get to him later. Yes, we, you know, we went a whole week last week was a Putin-free podcast, but we're not going to be able to do that again. No, no, because anyway. I got something else. Anyway, keep going. All right, yeah, let's, let's, go, let's go on. Let's go on and talk about the oh, yeah, State uh, of the Union address. Uh, like, uh, you know, as the House liberal around here, I was, uh, you know, I, I thought Obama knocked it out of the park. Which begs the question, why bother to hit a home run now? <laughs> Where the hell were you two years ago with this? Where are you six years ago? <laughs> exactly. It's like this guy disappears like, oh, I can't do anything. Now I can talk big again. I'm like, I'm sorry, but that's just, just my personal opinion. That having been said, I did enjoy it. It was a little tour down memory lane, and, and for me, just a quick glimpse of what might have been anyway the um you know but the uh you know what i really feel sorry for with the state of the union i feel so sorry for the speaker of the house john boner a uh, painter painter uh, painter and wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute, wait a minute alex what, you want to hear my john boner impersonation during the state of the union address oh absolutely okay listen Joe Biden, Joe Biden looked like a guy in a Catholic church. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Vader's <laughs> He was like one of the, he's missing the other Muppet there for uh, Waldorf and, uh, and Statler. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is about, about you know, I never thought that I would find any sympathy in my heart for, for John Boehner, but, you know, I, I do get the impression he would actually like to try to govern. I don't agree with anything he'd like to do, but I think he'd actually like to try, and, you know, I'm getting the impression. But he's got all these Tea Party maniacs that they keep shipping him. And, you know, and I was just watching his face. You know, The big news, you know, uh, naturally, policy wasn't a big news because we're not getting any this year. Um, but the big news this year was the uh, you know was was Obama's zinger, you know, and we'll we'll, we'll roll that in a minute. But the, the Obama's big zinger, and, and and you could just see poor Boehner sitting there behind the president, you know, and the president's like, I have no more campaigns to run. And John Boehner just rolls his eyes and he goes, Oh God, here it comes. <laughs> and sure enough. Every idiot jackass from the Tea Party, not all the Republicans, if you watch the footage, only the jackass Tea Party people stand up and go, and Painter's just rolling his eyes going, you goddamn idiots. <laughs> 
president goes to open his mouth, and you can see, it's all in his eyes, too, because as you pointed out, he doesn't really move his face, but you can see it in his eyes. He's like, here it fucking comes. <laughs> and the president looks over at the tea party, and he goes, I know, because I won both of them. Jumping around like a bunch of happy monkeys. And Banner's just sitting there. And he doesn't do this, but you can see it in his eyes. He just wants to bury his face in his hand and go, God, I need a drink and some different Republicans. Jesus. It's like, it's like being Arnold Schwarzenegger in Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> it's time for recess. Wee! Exactly. We like Obama. We like Obama. Oh, God. Anyway, and- all right, wait, okay. All right, you wait a minute. You want to be political? Let me just be political just for a second because you know I hate politics. Yeah. All right, you know, everything, everything the Tea Party and them, everything they're going to do, they're going to repeal Obamacare, uh, they're going to impeach Obama, uh, they're going to put up a fence. Uh, what, what, what have I missed? What have I missed? Uh, they're, going to, they're going to do everything, you know? They're going to do all this because they have control. A gun in every pot and a chicken in every holster. Yeah, that's it. No. Here is my prediction, and on, on our podcast number 182, we'll be able to do this. <laughs> they will do none of those things. Gee, you think? <laughs> oh, was that too easy? Yeah. It's <laughs> too easy. Although we already said, you know, we took a two-year hiatus, and, and we just could go back, except for the fact that Herman Cain isn't in the race. We could go back right now. And just not yet. The whole show. <laughs> yeah, not yet, exactly. <laughs> anyway, okay. it, Brush off the bit Romney jokes. I had, yeah, no kidding. Huh? You know, I had a whole thing about Joni Ernst and her Wonder Bread. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, you're still on bottom. Oh, no, I couldn't stop. It's just too funny. You know, we already, you know, we're way into this. So I, you know, I, I don't, maybe I'll have to leave Joni for for next time but you know as what? She, I mean if she castrated pigs come on how can you turn that down <laughs> yes this is our new leadership who <laughs> got elected because she's I mean you know your political party is in trouble when you read a headline in the New York Times pig castrating senator set to deliver GOP response to state of the union <laughs> It just brings so many things to mind. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm I'm voting against you. <laughs> anyway, yeah. No, so she gave this speech and and you know, I, I we could talk about the break, but my favorite little line though, it came right at the beginning. She's like, first of all, it's not right. You know, we get a lot of, you know, you're supposed to criticize women on their appearance or everything like that. But I'm criticizing her as a politician, not as a woman. She stinks. She stinks. Oh, that was a great opening. That was a great introduction. Yeah. Even if we may not always agree, it's important to hear different points of view in this great country. We appreciate the president sharing his. <laughs> and I castrate pigs. <laughs> Exactly. That whole speech, she reminds, I'm trying to think, who does this woman remind me of? What terribly distasteful, is it? and I'm like, I know, I finally figured it out. I figured it out this morning, like two days, three days later. She reminds me of the actress that plays Nurse Ratchet in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. She's like, <laughs> the way she talks is just like, I hear you when you say you don't want a frontal lobotomy. Uh, however, but we've decided to do it already for your own good. So screw you. 
Oh, no, come on. Her introduction was more than that. She was a, uh, wait a minute, let me, let me see if I get the list down. Uh, she was a mother, a daughter, a soldier, a pig castrator, a, a politician, a highway commissioner. She worked at Hardy. She helped yeah, she, 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 she rattled off her resume at the beginning. you got to admire the girl, woman. Well, the thing is, you know, I, I live in Minnesota now, so this is right next door. We got a front row seat to the car wreck that was this, <laughs> this political campaign. Nobody told her that she actually won, so she's still giving her campaign speech because even she can't believe that a pig castrator is from the, from the, And I can't say this with a straight face, the great state of Iowa. <laughs> Well, come on. Remember Lyndon Johnson and the Basset Hound? You know, I don't. I was born. Oh, like that. that's, that's like yeah, you said. This should be middle age and a one old man bitching. Uh, well, back back when I had no three. No, um, uh, Lyndon Johnson picked up his Basset Hound by the ear and says, yeah, he, he likes it. <laughs> and they had a photo of him. The poor hound's like, ah. <laughs> and he became president. Well, you know, absolutely right. So where were you? Yeah, we can't let Joni Ernst go away without her bread bag remark gets a little bit of play um but i you know it's funny i got a, a an interesting take on this as a liberal everybody's p- picking on her for her bread bags um and it, well let's let's roll that part of the speech real quick in case you were lucky enough to miss it we were raised to live simply not to waste it was a lesson my mother taught me every rainy morning you see growing up I had only one good pair of shoes. So on rainy school days, my mom would slip plastic bread bags over them to keep them dry. But I was never embarrassed because the school bus would be filled with rows and rows of young Iowans with bread bags slipped over their feet. I I had bread bags. Heck, I still wear them. Well, see, that's what I do, too. Now, a lot of liberals are giving her grief for her bread bag things. And she, you know, like, but I wore bread bags as a kid on my shoes, too. And I'm but I wore them on the inside of the boot to protect my foot because I was fancy. And I also didn't want you to know that one was Wonder Bread and the other one was Bond Bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that kid's eating bisexual bread. He ain't got <laughs> James Bond Bread. If I could have put a tasty cake wrapper on there, I would have. <laughs> and a Twinkie wrapper on each toe. <laughs> um, anyway. Di- diabetes in every bag. <laughs> yeah. My friend Brian actually wrote, uh, you know, he said, I wore bread bags. He wrote this on Facebook. He said, I wore bread bags. The rich kids had matching bags. The really rich kids had matching Wonder Bread bags. All <laughs> expressing contempt for this can F off. And besides, there's a hell of a, you know, and my, my, my feeling was that there's a hell of a lot more than we can make fun of her for like, than that than that let's go, exactly let's like, go back to pig nuts. farm subsidies and <laughs> oh, you know, no, okay, I, I knew you were going to bring this up now let's get real yes she I'm- she did not exactly accept but okay now uncle wilbur there he got some and and her third cousin got some and yes daddy got some but daddy only got like twenty eight thousand. the other half a million was from somebody who wasn't even living in the house. Yes, that is true. And and also, you know, farms big business and it's government subsidies. But here's a little thing from Radio Iowa that uh, during the campaign, May they quoted May saying she was philosophically opposed to federal farm subsidies. Very good. She's a Tea Party GOP lady. Um, she said, however, she added she would continue to support them if she were elected. <laughs> and she said, and I quote, 
reality is that with the subsidies, unless we are eliminating all of them across the board at the same time for every sector out there, I'll go ahead and support these. <laughs> oh God, don't don't give them that opportunity. So, yeah, you know. Anyway, the last thing I gotta say, I just gotta say this. I don't want to pick over the bread bags because we all did that. What I do want to point out is that the pig nut cutting senator is 44, <laughs> she's forty four years old. All this destitute poverty that she came up during was during the Ronald Reagan administration. So there, that's the end. Don't hear it. Insert symbol crash here. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine? Wait, can you imagine her dating profile? <laughs> I'm a mother, a soldier, a tinker, a tailor, a spy, and, and I cut off pig nuts. <laughs> she she hasn't gotten one response yet. <laughs> right. Oh no, there's a whole line of sadomasochists out there that want to date Nurse Ratchet. Trust me. <laughs> Okay, well, there's Joni Ernst down the drain. Uh, what else do we want to cover today, Jim? <laughs> oh, guess... oh, Hillary, Putin. Yeah, yeah we roll it, roll it. Yeah, here it is, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It speaks for itself. Hillary Clinton, an interview in Canada. Go. <laughs> if for some reason you decided to be leader of the United States. <laughs> or actually run for that, because there is a process. Yeah, there is a process. Not and like you Putin. got elected, and people yeah. said, you know what? I mean, you can imagine the conversation with Putin. You know, he was prime minister after he was president, and then one day he says, Vladimir, you think you'd like to be president again? I think I would. <laughs> why, don't, why don't we just go announce it? We'll tell Dimitri that he could be prime minister. Excellent. Excellent idea. So, yeah, we have a process, yes. <laughs> okay, Alex. <laughs> First, that doesn't even sound like Putin. <laughs> and second, it doesn't even sound like a right. Okay, so if you're going to do Putin, do Boris Badenoff and Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> oh, no, not Boris. Natasha, you know, and Hillary. You know. Oh, Here, let's put the Putin music underneath Hillary. Vladimir, you think you'd like to be president again? I think I would, so it sounds like, any better. It sounds like Putin. It's not the accent she was going for. It's kind of like Anthony Hopkins as Nixon. It wasn't really the voice, but the attitude that she was, you know, she was searching. And that I think she got. I love that. She's like, would you like to be president again? Why, yes, yes, I would. <laughs> And I, you, you don't. You, the, you, the one thing you don't get at the video, if you don't watch the video, and I'll put a link in the comments or something. But on the video, it's she makes it very clear that she's imagining Putin talking to himself. <laughs> you know, that uh, whole conversation. That's Clint Eastwood's thing. That's Clint Eastwood's thing. Putin in the empty chair. Yeah, exactly. I got. There was a quote from the article I found this in, and the quote said from from the writer. It was on ABC News that I got this one. It says the two political figures have never been shy about expressing their dislike for <laughs> in june Putin told french tv that clinton has never been quote too graceful close quote with her comments but it's best not to argue with a woman close quote oh, and in april clinton described putin's behavior and personality to those she would encounter on an elementary school playground so hey we're back in congress anyway there we go oh we closer. can't we can't go a week That's Hillary down. And she's, and she's your love child for the 2016. Oh, oh shut up your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I can see the relations are going to go really far if that happens. <laughs>
Hi, I'm Boris Badenov. No kidding. <laughs> Please shut up your mouth. Moose and Squirrel. Boris is Moose and Squirrel. Um, I got a candidate for the salute, but I think you got one better. <laughs> but I'm just going to nominate mine here real quick. Okay, nominate yours. I'll nominate mine, then you can you can show us. You know, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. But um, <laughs> this, this is the headline that caught my. This is the headline that caught my attention this week. Um, man rents excavator, bulldozes home without telling wife. Says she's aware of it now. We're all good. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got so far over time today that I'm not going to go any further into that story. But do I really need to go much further? Here is his one comment that I will 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 will, will roll this. He's, the reporter says, "You only gave her one day's notice." He's like, "How many days should I give her?" Anyway, there's that. Now, I, I know that even though that this guy from New York is my candidate for the salute, I know from talking to you before the show that you've got an even better story. But before we do our salute and close our show today, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a song from Cabbage Patch Jeff. Um, it is uh, it is very uh, Florida-specific, so you need to know that a few, month, or a few weeks ago, Florida's governor, uh, Rick Scott... <laughs> Um, that's much of my personal opinion. Oh, I thought you had a hairball. It's both. Anyway, Rick Scott, uh, he, he made a tour of the United States, and he basically invited every business in the entire country to come on down to Florida, where they could set up shop tax-free for the indefinite future. Uh, I probably exaggerate, but not by much. And, you know, and, and bring all the jobs and, and everything to, to Florida. Because, you know, with with global warming having been called off by the new Republican Congress, there is no danger of Florida sinking anytime soon. You know, at, at, my, at my age, at my age, I'll be long gone before you get flooded. <laughs> Your age, you'll be in Florida. Anyway, so, <laughs> <laughs> Your age, you should be in Florida. Anyway, here That's is God's way the, Live from the Garfish Room at the Cabbage Ca Patch Cafe in some forbidden swamp in Central Florida is my dad and our friend Cabbage Patch Jeff with his little song on Rick Scott. Governor Rick says to come on down. Balance our budget filling up this town. Oh, 
Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yep, it's the taxpayer's job anyway. I love your dad. Yes, my dad, by the way, is, I think he's very tired. If you listen to that song, you can tell he's very, very tired. He's been getting up early. He works as a fishing guide in real life. He's been getting up early every week. So thank you very much for putting in the song um, and, uh, you know, for, for getting the song in and then getting up at four o'clock in the morning to take some British person fishing. I, you know, we appreciate everything you do for the podcast. And we- you know, a stick of dynamite, he cut hours and a half. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Welcome to America. Let's show you the American way to fish. You fucking um, <laughs> I say that's not very sporting. Yeah, but it sure is efficient. <laughs> Cuts down on the worms. That's right. All right, all right, all right. Go. Bulldozing house aside. Bulldozing house aside. I want to salute five-year-old Alex Nash. Okay. Alex Nash is a five-year-old boy, and he's in Plymouth, England. Speaking of, yeah, he's not fishing. (laughs) Plymouth, England. He got in his little backpack, you know, along with the gummy bears and, you know, whatever else you put in a five-year-old's backpack to go to kindergarten. He got a bill for $24. It's about seven, 15 pounds. $24 for missing a friend's birthday party. (laughs) He got a bill. He got a bill. Apparently, uh, his but his friend, you know, they were throwing a birthday party, and at first they asked, you know, Alex and Alex, you know, they said, "Oh yeah, we'll be there." And then a family thing came up, and Alex went to the family thing with his grandmother, so he didn't go to the birthday party. Well, mommy and daddy of the birthday boy were so upset because they made reservations. They said, "In it, they put it in Junior's backpack." to go to kindergarten to put in Alex's backpack to take home the bill for the tickets that for the no-show. Let me guess. They're probably going to take him to court. If they're taking him to court. Oh, God! Oh. <laughs> this is not a laughing matter. You know, remember last week we talked about not letting kids do anything? Yes. This is, this is how far parents have gone. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have? Like insane. a contract now to go to somebody's birthday? I Alex swear. Nash, party of the first part, agrees with Jonas Smith, party of the second part, to appear at a party. Yep, the bill dated December 14th list child's party no show fee. Holy all right, Jim, even though I've got a bulldozed house, I have to say, built to a five-year-old for not going to <laughs> probably does win. I think I, owe, I think I owe a few of my friends about 100 bucks by now. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think I owe you money. Yeah, come to think of it, I think it's the other way around. I got a gestique of all those lonely Friday nights when I was single. I think people owe me for that. Oh, I remember that birthday, uh, Christmas present you never came around to pick up. It was a beer and a biography of Ho Chi Minh. I drank the beer and read the book. I'm sorry, Alex. Damn it. I mean, the beer, you know, but the Ho Chi Minh biography would have come in handy. Anyway, and so Alex Nash of Plymouth, England, we here at MWMB salute you. And that really is more than all the time we have today. Our show is done. Boom, off the door and into the waiting room. Uh, it didn't really hit the radio. Nobody knows you're lying. Would you shut up and stop telling our secrets? <laughs> well, 
Ladies and gentlemen, join us here again sometime next week for another fun-filled edition of Why the World Needs to Be Shot in the Head. Oh, my goodness, we've already shot ourselves in the foot. <laughs> oh, um, have any brilliant thought to close with, Jim? Because I sure don't. Hey, I had a request. Uh, wants to know if we can have uh, guests on our show. Absolutely. They just we have to figure out when we are going to uh, to Skype. They need Skype, and uh, we uh, patch them in. Yeah, it's my son. Well, <laughs> George W. Bush would say, "Bring him on." <laughs> You think I'm part of the right. <laughs> this is the little baby that I nurtured, is it? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the one. Until his aunt kicked me out of the house. But, um, oh, <laughs> Our ex-in-laws don't listen to this, do they? <laughs> I hope not. You know, so yeah, this kid was my, my nephew for just a short time, and obviously I failed him by leaving the family. <laughs> Yep, he became a Republican. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah, no, let's get him to Skype in. That's, uh, you know, I'd like to have Cabbage Bats Jeff join us live sometime, too. Um, so, yeah, we'll figure out how to happen, how to make that happen. And until then, ladies and gentlemen, this is MWMB signing off. And with the fart joke, start with the fart joke. Fart joke number two. <laughs> I think we should just keep count from here on. Cut.